0: But it's just airplanes, so it's not, it's not this really no is right. This is the best seat in the house.
1: It's got a runway in the front yard. <laughs> You're in uncontrolled airspace. EAA Radio welcomes back the long-running general aviation podcast uncontrolled airspace to share the microphone for 90 minutes of virtual hangar flying. Now here are the voices in your head the UCAP gang, editor Jeb Burnside, journalist Dave Higdon, and new media producer Jack Hodgson. Welcome to Oshkosh, and uh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Uncontrolled Airspace, the general aviation podcast. We're coming to you this morning from AirVenture Oshkosh 2013. It's uh, Sunday morning, the final day of this year's fly-in, and we're on location out on the flight line right alongside the north-south runway. The old EAA Radio building where we've been doing this episode for like six years now is gone. Uh, It was torn down after last year's fly-in. But the staff of EAA Radio were terrific, and they arranged for a great new location. So this morning, I'm very pleased to tell you that we are on the air show announcer's stand just as close to the runway as ever, just a little bit further to the south. So we have pretty much the same view we've had in the, in the past, except now we look to the north to see the Phillips 66 Plaza. But otherwise, we've got a great, great view here this morning. And I want to say hi to my two good friends who are with me on the deck this morning. And we've got a few other folks. We actually have a peanut
2: gallery this morning, which is new for us. Not uh, saying that you all are peanuts. But, uh,
1: but, uh, so, uh, and we are also have a few other friends who are going to be joining us throughout the morning. So, uh, first of
0: all, my two good friends. Jeb Burnside's here. Hi, Jeb. How are you doing? I'm spiffy. Uh, this is a great morning. It's been a great show, and certainly for me. Uh, looking forward to uh, visiting with some friends here for the next hour and a half and um, the, uh, the uh, last day of the show. Yep. And also out here is Dave Higdon. How are you doing, David?
2: I just remembered that I left my bib in the car so that when I drooled at some of these airplanes on takeoff, Uh, I'm just going to make sure it doesn't drip into the microphone. Try
0: try to hang over
1: the the front there, and we'll keep the grass watered. The view we've got out here uh, from the uh, second level of the announcer stand is is similar to what we've had in past years, but different. We're a little bit further down the runway, so instead of seeing the airplanes uh, line up in position in front of us and do their run-ups, we're seeing them at right about the point where they rotate for takeoff. Uh, and uh, so they're all kind of going out in
0: front of us now, uh, taking off to the south.
2: For those Uh, of you that have a map, we're just next to the orange dot on 1836. As
0: with so many other things this year at Oshkosh, this does not suck.
1: Yep, yep. So a lot of really cool airplanes still on the field. Uh, I, that's one of the things that struck me this morning as I was heading over uh, to uh, the center of the field is that a lot of airplanes are still here. It hasn't quite – I mean, it, it, there are fewer airplanes. A lot of people have gone home, but a lot are still here yeah. by comparison to other uh, Sunday mornings. Them, a lot
0: of them are leaving this morning. Uh, you know, I was greeted this morning not by my alarm clock but by the, the sounds of a couple of uh, radial engines and, and a few flat engines headed out. And uh, that's always a good way to wake up.
1: Yeah, yep. So uh, there was uh, just before we got started. There was. Oh, Dave's sending me hand signals here, but they're really like most of David's signals. They were somewhat uh, obscure.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hand language is Jack's second.
1: There's one.
0: There's one signal I regularly get from Dave. It's not obscure,
2: but yeah, yeah.
1: And we can do that signal on radio. We we, we can do that on radio. Um, Before we began this morning, uh, the B-17 took out, took off out here on the uh, south runway, and and it seems like it's becoming a trend. I missed it. I, I was a couple of Mustangs lifting off right in front of us right now, and. Uh, it's becoming a thing because I was watching the B-17 getting ready up here to do its takeoff, and then I got distracted saying hello to some of our hosts here uh, on the announcer stand, and when I looked back, the B-17 was gone. So once again, I missed seeing the B-17 fly.
0: Yeah, while you were talking, there were two Mustangs that took off in, yep. in uh, formation. Yeah. Suckage was nil. Yeah, yeah
1: that's right. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely liking this spot. Uh, what happened this week? It's been a re- it's been a great air venture. It really has. It's been different in many ways, but it's been a terrific air venture. What, what what's your impressions overall of the week?
0: I think there's a new optimism, renewed optimism uh, throughout uh, uh, EAA. Some of that has to do with uh, uh, change in leadership. Some of that has to do with uh, the ability of, of EAA to demonstrate its re- resilience. The challenges from the FAA on on user on the uh, ATC fees here at Oshkosh. Uh, some of that is uh, due to the weather, and some of that is simply due to that hey, we're still here.
2: Yeah, yeah. David, what are your thoughts overall? Well, EAA picked up new leadership late last year in the midst of a leadership change that wasn't exactly what you would call uh, a planned arrangement. Jack Pilton stepped up his. Most of you know uh, the former chairman and CEO of Cessna Aircraft. He's the first elected chairman, board elected chairman ever in the association's history. Uh, He and the staff have just been on a chair in that time since to get the show back on its feet, to make some wonderful improvements. Uh, They rearranged how they do the daily air show, Uh, new features, new uh, uh, attractions on the field, more music than ever. and the reception, I, I, I've heard from two people who, in essence, can't say anything positive about anything. So, naturally, yeah. that's their take on this. But beyond that, it's just about been universal. Like Jeb said, great enthusiasm, a renewed sense of energy. Uh, the volunteers are, are ecstatic. They love what's going on. Uh, and the crowds, uh, well, they, they're they the proof in the pudding. We yeah. had more people here on Saturday. Uh, it was the hardest to get around the field it's been all week. Uh, the field last night at, uh, at at Sunset was far fuller than I remember a Saturday night being. You know, yeah. usually the conga line going out of here on Saturday afternoon looks like people trying to escape from approaching troops. Uh, and it wasn't there like that because there yeah. was another night air show last night, more entertainment, and it's stunning how many people hung around to enjoy that. Yeah. There was this cool helicopter, a very sexy helicopter, just uh, lifted off from the
1: center taxiway, part of Phillips 66 Plaza, and just kind of lifted off going straight across the runway and lifting off to the... East. East, thank you. I could have done that. I knew he that. Beat, he beat the air into submission again. Yeah, so that's, right. that's right. One more time. Yeah. One of the programs that a lot of people are talking about this year in a very positive way, I think, um, is the This Isn't Over program, all right? Um, and it's something of a, of a, I don't know if I want to use the departure, but, but it's, it's impressive that, that this is related to the uh, FAA sending a bill to, e, to, air, to EAA for the tower facility. And the tower controllers and EAA's is not lying down on this. They're they're kind of fighting back, and they're not only fighting back, you know, kind of behind the scenes, um, but they have this this campaign going on all over the stands. They've given us out buttons, there's well, signage. They, they, and, uh, they have the, 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 a
2: tradition of doing this kind of stuff. Yep. A few years ago, the buttons said no user fees, right? And this year, it's this isn't over. Stand up for GA uh, because of the uh, unprecedented demands of the FAA. Uh, aren't just a risk or a threat to this operation. Uh, Sun and Fun already had its experiences with it. And the last thing the GA community, the aviation community at large needs, is for this to take hold and go unchallenged. So, uh, you know, hats off to uh, the EAA folks for coming up with this. Spread the word it ain't over yet it ain't yeah, over. yeah
1: one thing to, to note though is that uh, in an early edition of the newspaper jack pelton uh, published an article where he was quick to point out that this is not about the controllers that the controllers are still very much a part of our community and, and we don't blame the controllers for this this uh
2: oh, absolutely finance not. uh thing they and, they uh, they don't make decisions like this yeah. and you know uh, they don't make these calls and uh, that's way above their pay grade the, the, and I'm pretty sure they're happy about that. Yeah. Part,
0: part of the problem and I think part of the reason for um, Jack's uh, statement in his column or in his article earlier in the week, some attendees were taking the pink shirts to text. Pink shirts, of course, uh, refers to the controllers working the tower. And there, there may have been uh, uh, some incidents of, uh, of uh, harsh language or, or um, right. something like that. That's that's not appropriate anyway, but it's certainly not appropriate directed at the controllers who, who really have no input yeah. and they're on that policy and are more victims than anybody else. Yeah,
1: absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, the controllers have always been and
2: still are an important part of our community. And for, and, uh, for my acquaintances who uh, let me know in no uncertain terms that they were going to let FAA and EAA know in protest by not coming, uh, I'd just like to say, you missed out and we didn't miss you. That's yeah, right. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. We're going to take a break in a couple minutes here, but uh, the scene around us is just very, very cool. There's a, uh, what is that, like some sort of sta- – well, it just disappeared behind the tent here. What is this airplane? Stagger wing biplane of some sort here? Where is it? There it is. No, it's, that's not a stagger wing. It is a biplane. It is a biplane,
2: a cabin biplane. Uh, cabin WACO. Uh-huh. I think it's WACO cabin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just lifting off in front of us. Those, those things are even older than me, so sometimes I have trouble very, picking very them
1: Very, very cool. Up. Um, so are, are we on a webcam? There's all kinds of webcams here this year, and I, I – I don't know if we are or not. I don't see one around I here I haven't anywhere. seen any spiders. But uh, they threatened at one point to, uh, to put our image on the Jumbotron this morning while we were doing this. And uh, It's
0: too early in the day for well,
1: that. Well, you'll notice that, that, that apparently when this rumor began, the Jumbotron people were quick to take their Jumbotrons <laughs> away. Uh, because I'm pretty sure there was one right here all week long. And uh, so that, that's, 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 that,
2: that shows some wisdom it's on their part. discretion.
1: So everyone will be happy to hear that we're not on the Jumbotron. And uh, uh, anyways, uh, a beautiful, beautiful morning. The the sky is mostly bu- blue. There's puffy clouds all around the horizon. We're Bunch- just getting started. Bunches of airplanes uh, uh, taking off. Uh, there's, uh, we, can't, we can't quite see Aeroshell Square, excuse me, um, Phillips, Phillips 66 Plaza right. as well as we used to. Right through uh, that window. Uh, but we look through the window here. There's uh, Fifi was parked over there this morning. And I still see uh, Dougie and a handful of other airplanes, people bouncing on the bungee thing. And uh, are we ready for our break? Is it time yet? Yeah, we can take our break now. Uh, we're going to be back in a few minutes. Uh, Jeff Ward is going to join us for a couple minutes. Jeff Ward got to fly on Fifi this year, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. But we'll Ooh, I hope he brought his bib. We'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to a special episode of Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio.
3: Online at EAAradio.net and over the airwaves at 96.5 FM and 1210 AM, this is EAA Radio.
4: Here is today's Flying Manners tip from Jeb Burnside. Wheels up should never be before 12 noon. It's Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio. We're back out here on the flight line of AirVenture 2013.
1: It's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> morning, and the airplanes only make it better. Uh, it's, I don't know, just we could babble you know, about how, how wonderful it is out here to see all these airplanes and, and the blue sky and anything. we so would that make us uh, in the nation of Babylon yeah, That's right, exactly. Uh, we're joined by a good friend of the podcast, someone whose name you hear all the time, but who is, uh, I think has managed to uh, successfully avoid ever being on the
5: podcast in the past. That is Jeff true.
1: Ward is here. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing?
5: I'm doing great. It's been a tremendous week so far, so um, glad to join you here. Great, yes. Um,
1: so you got a chance to fly. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. You got a chance to... So we're hearing the theme music here pretty loud in our ears is that uh there it goes goes. now i can hear jeff yeah um you got a chance you made a chance for yourself to uh go for a ride on fifi earlier this week
5: yes Uh, i did yes
1: i did um tell us what that was like and here she comes
5: oh is, is, is it, oh yeah we see yep fifi make is it well it's somebody making a run down the runway and is with it fifi? Big four engines. i thought fifi was still parked over that's, here on the uh, i think that's the b17 don't you oh could be yeah. Can't tell. but uh, uh, what was it like riding on fifi how did that all work it, it was it was excellent um you know, I've flown on the B-17 and the B-24, and this was kind of the the last of the big four-engine bombers that I, American bombers, I wanted to put on the list. And uh, it was tremendous. Uh, You know, it's a little bit different. Some of the other aircraft, uh, you, you know, it's a little bit more open. You crawl around in flight. Here, you're either in the front section or the back section. I was in the radio operator seat. But every seat in the front has a beautiful view out that huge greenhouse in the front. Um, And uh, it was just a tremendous experience. And uh, actually, we were a little unsure as to whether we were going to get off because the weather was kind of low. Mm -hmm. Um, And that actually turned to our advantage because we got on the airplane and they said, "Up, let's get off the airplane because it's hot in here and the weather's not good. And so we... Crawled around the airplane. We got back on the airplane. They said, oh, let's get off the airplane. And, and so we had a lot of extra time with the airplane. I actually got to sit in the left seat and oh, really? yeah. I, I touched controls. I got to step on the brakes while the flight engineer released the parking brakes. So I can say <laughs> I, I actually touched the controls of the P 29, which is, is yeah. pretty unusual. I so. know. Uh, but it was a beautiful flight. Uh, making a couple of runs down down uh, 1836 here at Whitman was just awesome. Yeah. So.
1: What's it like on board in flight? Is it loud? Is it bump vi- vibration? Oh, it's it, it's uh, loud.
5: It's relatively smooth, but uh-huh. it's loud. Um yep. earplugs are absolutely recommended yep. If, yep. If, if you want to ever hear music again. Um but uh yeah, it's it's a smooth flight. Um, nice and low. And, yep. uh, uh-huh. and like I say, the, uh, the view out the front is, is tremendous. Now, were you um, able to actually see out of the aircraft while you're take o- taking off and landing? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Be when you're strapped down, the radio operator position and the navigator position are, are in the back of the front compartment and off to the side. So you can, you can still see quite a bit. You can't really, once the nose comes up, you can't see the runway too much mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I had my GoPro on a stick up in the center, so that hopefully when I get home, I'll, I'll see whether I get a better view out of that. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and. Did I hear you say that during some of these delays or something, you had to crawl around the airplane a little bit? Were you
1: crawling around, like, you were telling someone about possibly crawling around the tail? Is that yes, what you were yeah.
5: So the, the the seats are assigned, they don't allow you, if you're in the back, you can't come to the front, and if you're in the front, you can't go to the back in flight, because the only way is through the, the pressurized tunnel, mm-hmm. and they don't want people crawling back and forth, although they don't pressurize the aircraft on these flights, but it, there's a crawl space, it's very tight. So once you get in the back and you're sitting there, you can't come to the forward, but when, when you're on the ground, they'll let you Get trade places Mm -hmm. and crawl around. So I got to go in the back and get up and and go all the way back to the tail gunner position, which is a tight squeeze, let me tell you. Uh, all those kids were, you know, eighteen to twenty something and skinny, and uh, and ill fit. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> fit. I, I, I consider myself fortunate that I did actually squeeze in there, but it was tight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you may be a little taller than the average. To that's true. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm
5: six-two, so I was, I was a
1: little bigger than those guys. So. Did, did you, by any chance, um, sort of imagine what it might have been like to be in that environment in combat?
5: Absolutely. Uh, every time I've flown in one of the bombers, I I can't help but picture it. You know, it's. Uh, you know, the airplanes were built all about just getting the job done. There's no luxury. There's no safety half the time. Uh, although in this airplane, they had some comfort. They, this was a shirt sleeve flyer often because it was pressurized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the control cables are all over the place. The wiring's all over the place. Uh, um, you can't help but think, all right, these, these guys were up there. People were trying to shoot them down, and they, and they did get shot down. Not so much in the, the 29, but they, they did take some down. Um, certainly when I was in the B-17, that's all I could think about mm-hmm. because my uncle flew in them um and and so many of those went down with all the crew it's it, you can't you know it's
2: oh, the eighth air force had the highest casualty rate i believe of any army unit during world war 2
5: yeah i mean the percentage was just huge uh, yeah. scary mm-hmm. so yeah it it's absolutely crosses your mind you, you think about it, what it was like and yeah. and it's it's very uh you know it gets you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know I, I can only imagine yeah.
1: yeah um and then the was i mean I, that takeoff and landing. I'm for some reason curious about what that experience was like. Was it kind of a normal takeoff and landing?
5: Yeah, really, it really was. Um, you know, the the aircraft has. Uh, you got a DC three on the. Oh, uh, that's a beauty huh? Yeah?
1: Nice. I
5: can't quite read the
1: markings on it. Can anybody it just, see those? It just a
5: Douglas DC three on it. Ah, okay. I think. Yeah. All right, yep. Uh, no, you know, they've got a flight engineer. Um, on the, on the deck, so so the the, the front I mean, cockpit crew is three people. And, and interestingly enough, the the pilot and co-pilot of this airplane were father daughter.
1: Oh yeah, and
5: and, and, the, and they're they're. His wife, her mother, was on the uh, on the ramp doing courtesy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. it's, a, it's a family affair. That's great. Uh, so yeah. so the commander did the uh, did the takeoff, and then uh, his daughter flew the flight and did the landing on the mm-hmm. way back. But it was it's typical, except that the flight engineers, you know, running the engines.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to compare it to something that people are familiar with, how how does the takeoff landing kind of thing compare to an airline flight, for example? Is uh,
5: it very similar. It is very similar. Yeah, and of course the the takeoff runs shorter because the aircraft's so lightly loaded compared to wartime, you know, so mm-hmm. it's actually not a bad roll. It still uses a lot of runway, but, yeah, uh-huh. uh, but just very loud. I mean, and, and how were you loud.
1: seated? Were there like airlines, airliner no. seats? No, or they or have the, or- the
5: actual, uh, aircrew operator seats. They're just hard pan metal with a small pad on it uh-huh. and a seatbelt. That's it. They swivel. Yep, Um, just a lap belt. Uh, yeah, just a lap belt. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's still all the, the radio equipment in the radio position. Uh, the navigator seat has a map uh, chart table, and the, uh, the chart that's in there is, was signed um, by the, um, the navigator of the Enola Gay. So he's actually been on the airplane and wow. signed it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I would have remembered yesterday, but I've forgotten today. So. Yeah.
0: You guys got any questions for him about his Fifi ride? No, I just uh, uh, would you do it again?
5: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a cheap ride, yeah. um, but I, I certainly encourage people, if they can make it happen, to try and get up on one of the bombers at some point just to get a sense of what it was like for those kids. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the B-17, the B-24, maybe a little bit uh, more affordable, so I would definitely go there. I, I presume they're burning 100 low lead. Uh, yes.
0: Yep. And so they're pulling nowhere near maximum power That's for the right. airplane. I
5: yeah. Think. It's, I think we were at 80, 81,000 pounds, and in wartime they would have been all the way up to 140,000 with fuel, full fuel and, and bomb load. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they don't need full power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for taking a minute and telling us
1: telling us about that. Yep. While we have you here, yeah, we, we, we thank you every episode for the things you do for the podcast, but let me thank let us thank you personally here for uh, for all you do to help us out with the show notes and for the the help you do in the forums and now your new role because you're stuck now, man. <laughs> uh, you and Jim Goldman were terrific in helping us out to uh, put together the tie down party. That was a lot of ago. fun.
0: And a trivia game to boot.
1: Uh, the trivia game which uh, if you were uh, if you stayed around to the to the bitter end, uh, uh, Jeff organized a, a UCAP uh, past episode trivia game where we uh, gave out swell prizes. And, yeah, and uh,
5: people were pretty good at that, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't sure. Those but... are tough questions. There were a few there I had a hard yeah, time with. Yeah, it, yeah, too.
1: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. So thank you, Jeff, for everything you do
5: for us. And, oh, you're uh, very we, welcome. we
1: really, really appreciate it. Uh,
5: I, I, I just enjoy the show and I'm glad to help. It's my small part. Thanks, small part. Thanks again. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks we got a couple minutes here before we have to
1: break again. Uh, what else has been going on here? Uh, we'll go from the uh, the awesome to the sublime here, from Fifi to uh, the Terrafugia transition. How's that? The uh, You know what? Credit where credit is due. I'm on the record of being a little bit dubious yeah. about this aircraft uh, and this program, but they flew that air, that aircraft yeah. system here this week, and they not only flew it as an airplane, they they flew it as an airplane, they landed, they taxied up, they transitioned it into an automobile, and they drove it up and down the taxiway, and you know the the good demo for them.
0: the flight portion of the demo wasn't all that impressive he wasn't breaking any speed records and he wasn't uh, doing loop to loops or anything like that but uh dude it's a flying car i know <laughs> i know I, And I,
2: normal flying is what it's really designed to do right yeah so uh so uh, uh props to them for uh,
1: no pun intended we're
2: one step closer to seeing one of those at a toll booth or in stuck in traffic yeah okay all right i'll
0: or or That'll not, be awesome. that's or what I'll or say, not right? at a toll booth yeah, and right. not no, stuck huh? in
1: traffic. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Uh, what else? The uh, the two funky little jets, the uh, the BD Jet, uh, BD Five J Jet, um, and the Sonic's Jet, uh, both flew here this week, and that's kind of cool. Uh, they're they're very very unusual. One of them is really
2: exotic and takes some. Uh, 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 I would say. Uh, a little better than average pilot skills yeah. to, to handle. The other one's designed to be uh, an everyman's jet. Uh, John Bennett, of uh, Moni fame and Sonics Aircraft fame, uh, he designs really pilot-friendly aircraft, and uh, this one's uh, looking like it just may make the uh, it may make first place in the race to a single engine. No, you for individuals. I need you to be a little more clear about which ones you're talking about. The exotic one was the Sonics? No, the exotic one's the BD-5. The BD-5, yeah. okay. The yeah. Sonics is... It's a John Minette design. Yeah, okay. Okay, he designs airplanes t- to be friendly to fly for average pilots. And he's, uh, he's delivered... Pretty much so far, and this one's looking like it may uh, it may make that break. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I think I saw a number, about 110000 or 115000 with the engine. Uh, that's a complete kit. You supply the avionics and paint. Uh, you get your check out. You get your LOA, letter of authorization, because it is a jet. And uh, you could have the fastest uh, LSA category or LSA weight. Not LSA category, it's too bloody fast. Uh, On the planet and be the first kid on the block. Yeah. And then finally,
1: we have the Jet Man. The uh, uh, Eves Rossi uh, flew
2: flew a a number of times, three or four times this week. I know he flew twice uh, here. Well, he flew three times. One was uh, to produce a. uh, uh, video images and photographs for the media Then he flew twice for the crowd
1: And, and that was a little bit of, a, of, a, of an odd experience Because I think a lot of us expected to be able to see it a little bit better I, I think a lot of us had in our head that he was going to do something like a low pass I think, I think we uh, beat
2: that horse on one of the dailies Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but uh, um, he was a little bit far away But you could get the sense of, of how, how amazing that,
2: that uh, feat was And my question um, and remains it, You need a multi-engine rating and an LOA
0: well, he got an in-number, and uh, November 1-5 Yankee Romeo. I'm um, would, would. I would, i going to find out what the certification basis is. Yeah, so so a lot of
1: interesting things here this week. The uh, Ford Tri-Motor, or one of the Ford Tri-Motors that's here this year, taking off right in front of that's us. That's the EAA Tri-Motor. Okay, and uh, just uh, continuing to be a, tr- a terrific sport. Uh, uh, stream of aircraft taking off in front of us. Uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes with uh, uh, a little bit more conversation about things we've seen this week, but you are listening to Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio.
3: You're listening to EAA Radio, 96.5 FM, 1210 AM, and online at eaaradio.net.
4: Drone is not what they do. It is what they talk about. Welcome back to Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio.
1: And we're back here on the deck of the announcer stand at uh, AirVenture 2013. Uh, we're being joined now by uh, another uh, a few, a couple of our good friends. James Winbrandt is here. Hi, James. How are you doing? And Rick Reynolds is here. So, uh, hi, Rick. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you guys are going to play some music for us like you usually do, but let me just kind of ch- chat for just a minute. Um, Rick, we talked to you on one of the dailies the other night, uh, but you're done now. You can breathe a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Well, some, <laughs> you're not totally done because now you go back to being your regular job. Right. Um, but uh, any other thoughts on how the show went for you this year? The uh, newspaper was good? The
0: uh Yeah, everything was good. I think we had a record number of stories. We certainly had a record number of pages this year. Yep. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's never any lack of things to write about around here. Yeah, if you can talk to anybody, they've got a story that's
1: here. Now, in addition to the newspaper being printed and available on site, it's available on the website in two forms, I guess. The individual stories are available, Correct. and there's that page flipper application so you can actually see the way the newspaper looks. I saw that a couple
0: different times this yeah, that's, week. Uh, You're looking
1: at me like you haven't seen it. I wish, oh, I've seen it. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm sure you have. The, the, right.
0: the thing about, you mentioned that, we're having some problems getting it up this last issue up on the, oh, on the really? website but, but uh, all the individual all
1: stories are definitely available there and, yes uh, and so if you if you weren't on the grounds or if you missed some of the newspapers you go to the website and uh, go to the, the news link i believe is where people find all those stories right correct yeah that's great Cong- congratulations on another great year for the newspaper thanks and, uh, and thanks and, to you jack and, oh well th- and i don't know about that but but thanks to everybody <laughs> on the staff uh, 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 who who put it together uh james hi Uh, You can stick around. Rick has to go, but you can stick around for a little bit afterwards, right? All right, then we can talk to you a little later on. Uh, But you're going to play some music for us here. Now, what what is it you're going to play for us this time?
6: Well, uh, a couple of ragged songs. Last year, as you recall, was
7: the last year of the old radio station overlooking the flight line. And uh, we wrote a song. I wrote a song that we did that morning, and it was kind of rough. It's a little less rough. So we thought we'd redo that one. And then we put something together
1: uh, for this year that's also awesome. rough. So we'll probably be doing that next year. Okay. All right. And I'm going to ask everybody's patience in advance. We're doing this totally without sound check. And uh, we're actually repurposing headset mics here for uh, guitars. There we go. We're reorganizing things. And uh, so you're, this is going to sound awesome somehow, some way. And, uh, uh but hang on, we're just kind of doing our little impromptu sound check here. All right. I think it's good. I think it's good. Let's give it a shot. Okay. Uh,
6: again, this is from last year. It sort of came to our old haunts, and uh, welcome to... It's
7: the memories that we hold so dear may times like this remind us of all the ties that bind us we'll meet again in ash through hail and rain and splash we'll meet again in ash somewhere next year
1: Thank you. That's very, that's much more, yes. <laughs> Thank Big you. Big round of applause. Thank Big you. round of applause. That song is much more sublime than some of the other ones that you've done for us. But, it uh, is.
7: Well, it's, it, you know, what can you say? It seemed to fit the bill. Yeah, no, it's very nice.
1: I like it. I like it. But it's, well, uh, it's not the same kind of high energy kind of, you know, bluesy thing. Yeah, I
7: know. And, well, uh,
0: maybe we can help them out a little bit. Well, you
7: one. know, this year we have some other issues we're dealing with, I know, that have Got some of us down, and you know it kind of seeped into the songwriting ah, here. Oh so. that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. So anyway, so you got another one right away? You wanted? To yeah, do you well, do? yeah. we'll let's let's try it's... something, and this is going to be a little rag because we're just finishing up uh, the lyrics this morning. <laughs> New lyrics? Okay. All right. Yeah. Do, do it. I get anyway. a little
0: more guitar, please. Yeah. Well, we'll a lot try, more, but, uh, please. A, a lot, lot more. Yeah. If I'm you, can,
1: if you, let's just give us a second here. To figure out which is which here. So we got. Yeah. This is. Hang on. Where it go? It's coming over here. So this one wants to go up a little bit. Can you hear that? We there, there we go. There we go. That's good. That's good. I got a lead solo on this one. So yeah, okay. That. Well, you got to be able to can hear can you a mic right
7: here. Yeah. Thank you very much.
1: And if we can take James's microphone down just a touch, all right? Which one is James's voice? Let's see. It's Check one,
7: two, one, two. You, know, you got that one? Okay. All right, then. I
1: think it's as good as it's going to get, all right? Yeah, yeah there we James, go. James, what's this one now? Uh, This is called Don't
7: Questrate
0: Me. <laughs> okay. Ready? One, yeah. two, three, four.
6: FAA, I got something to say to you. You know, it really does frustrate me when you go and sequestrate me like you do. Ah, it's true. You make me mad. You make me sad. Because your policies have got us in arrears. So take your budget cutting tools away from my crew and this fiscal year. Will you say say whoa, you say see, I say no, 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 don't questrate me, don't jack up my fees, don't chop my funds off, don't stick your hands inside my pants for what I work my buns off, you don't know how bad it smarts when you take a knife to aviation's private parts, oh FAA, hear what I say, don't questrate me so even though i thought that we'd be together to do that all time you know that your emasculation of g aviation is a crime so when you say fee i say whoa you say see i say no 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 don't questrate me don't check on my feet, be that budget axe alone Don't try to slash below the sash so close to the bone. You say, see, but I disagree. No questration, no serene. If they hear what I say, don't questrate me. Mr. Rick. Let me tell you, it ain't very cute. You think you got the power, by that you took the tower, is high in my low-hanging fruit. Don't me, don't jack the feet don't chop my funds up. Don't stick your hands inside my pants for when I my buns up. And you don't know how bad it starts when you take a knife to aviation's private parts. Oh, FAA, hear what I say. If it's is what I pray, if they don't take my country from me, now.
1: Oh, it's awesome. How you doing? Very, very nice, James. I like that one a lot. <laughs> who's joined I'm not sure who's joined us here. Hi, oh, it's, oh, it's Rob Ryder from the uh, announcer. All group. right,
2: Rob Ryder. I had my guitar here. I played with Aaron Tippin Wednesday night, and I didn't want to leave my guitar
4: in the trunk of the car today. so, oh. so it's here on stage. So I brought it over.
1: Thank you for joining us. That's great. That's great. How are we doing for time here? We got a couple minutes, right? We got a couple more minutes. Uh, that, that was great. Rick, you've got to take off. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and taking a few You're minutes. very welcome. Thanks uh, for having us uh, That was great. I, I love your little solo there. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. You. And, uh, James, that's, uh, well, that may be my new favorite. I, <laughs> I'm, hopefully that won't be topical very long, but uh, but that's a great song. I Thank like that you. a lot. And, Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate that. And then it was terrific that Rob, he just kind of joined in here. Yeah. We were, you guys were rocking out a little bit, and all of a sudden I, he, he wanders over with his guitar and starts starts jamming in with you.
6: and With uh, his uh, Kingston Trio model guitar. I know. So something huh? appropriate for the I know.
1: Vehicles. So, uh, someone's banging around the microphone here. Use caution. There we go. I think, it's, yeah, there you go, David. Um, we got a couple minutes before the break. And, uh, James, uh, you're going to stick around and talk with us. And we've got yes, a couple other uh, special friends that are going to join us. But uh, you rode an airplane this morning, James.
7: Can you talk about it? Yes, I can. It was fabulous. This was an airplane that I didn't know. I knew the Husky existed when I got here at the beginning of the week. I didn't know that there would be one that was powered by compressed Natural gas, yeah. as well as AvGas, that you could flip a switch in either one. Of course, uh, well, not of course if you don't know. Compressed natural gas, I guess, is something around eighty cents, yeah. the equivalent of a gallon. It's one hundred and thirty-eight octane.
1: Mm-hmm. We we got a break in about uh, about forty-five seconds here, but and I want to talk more about that whole fuel, the economy of this new new fuels, you know, idea source concept. Um, but uh, what was the flying like this morning? You well, good time? I'll
7: tell you, it was first of all it was spectacular, beautiful morning. We were in the air by. about 6.15, I would say. Just spectacular over the countryside smooth air, and... You know, when we come in here, we're so focused on, on Whitman Field, we often don't look around. We're looking for aircraft, so we don't get a chance to enjoy the scenery. But it was, it's just spectacular countryside around here. It was such a pleasure yeah, be flying I, over. I saw you all take off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So,
1: James, you're going to stick around. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to be joined by two good friends of the podcast. Alan Klapmeyer of Kestrel Aircraft is going to be joining us, and Hal Shevers of Sporty's Pilot Shop is going to be here. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA
4: Radio. From EAA headquarters in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, this is EAA Radio, the voice of EAA. They could have titled their podcast Class G Airspace, but they didn't. Back now with more of Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Welcome back We're out here on the flight line of AirVenture 2013. Uh, airplanes continue to take off uh, to the south in front of us here. What's this row of RVs? Is this uh, this must be one of the, the demonstration teams? Is that what that is, that or is would that
2: be ch- aerodynamics?
1: Aerodynamics. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool act. It's uh, they're very very pretty to see what they yeah. do in the sky. Uh, with They. Those.
2: Uh, they, they've taken they've taken something that we used to see out of pretty regularly down here out of the Canadian snowbirds. Yeah, yeah, and packaged it up with little home built piston airplanes. Yeah, and little, they do an extraordinary job.
1: Yeah, which it. is to say, a, a larger than you usually see. Twelve demonstration. Twelve
2: team. plane
7: formations. Yeah, and That's, they break off during it, and then they'll do different three three formations of fours and come back. It's it, it is quite spectacular. Yeah, yeah, they
2: they do a remarkable job and. They just picked up some extra sponsor support here this uh, this week. It's g- going to be good for them and good for the sponsor. Uh, that would be Hartzell with her advanced structural composite 2 prop. Uh, they make it look really faster sitting mm-hmm. still. Yep.
1: Yeah. Hey, joining us now up here on the deck uh, at Air Venture is uh, a friend of the podcast and a great friend of aviation. Uh, Alan Klapmeyer of Kestrel aviation Aircraft is here with us.
8: Kestrel Aircraft, yep. Thanks very much. It's Good morning.
1: Here. Good morning. So well, how have you well, been? Yep, we yep, haven't yep. talked to you in a probably a yep. couple of years. Uh, how, how are um, things going with Kestrel and well, with the industry?
8: I don't think it's been that long. But before we move on to Kestrel, I thought I'd add my two cents on that RV Act. Fantastic! I was un—I was really impressed last night when they did that show. The what's their name?
2: Aerodynamics.
8: Aerodynamics. Hadn't heard of them before. Hadn't seen them before. Best thing I've seen in years. I really enjoyed it. They, they, it was fantastic. They are the,
2: the most uh, all new thing here for sure. I mean, right. uh, they're doing stuff in ways that nobody else is. And yep. uh, Jack Pelton told us earlier in the week that they plan to shake up how they presented the air shows here. Instead of it all being one thing and then another thing and another thing, it, breaking it up and the East, guys, add an element to it that yeah. uh, is completely unique. Well, I loved it, so I want
8: to pass on my uh, congratulations and thank you to those guys. They did a great job. And I job. understand
2: they're waiting for the Kestrel to get certificated I, so they could do a 12 kestrels. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, going to
8: that awesome. <laughs> what, a, what a segue. It, it, um, We expect to negotiate with them tomorrow about how they can get the first 12 Kestrels. (laughs) And and that'll be still a few years away. Uh, The project's coming along great. We're really happy with the design. Um, But obviously, you know, the the, the way some of our guys have told me I should describe it is you can only push the throttle as far forward as you've got the fuel to consume. So, you know, the financing part of it's slower, but the airplane's great. We're getting ready to do the conforming prototype and... For, for, anyone be fun who's, to see doing for anyone
1: who's not familiar, give us a short description of what the Kestrel program is all about.
8: Well, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not necessary, because I heard the ad just before I came on, which said, come to Oshkosh and improve your aviation IQ, which I think is also a really elegant use of words. Mm-hmm. That this is where people should come to learn. And given that it's the last day, mm-hmm. this is graduation day. If they haven't learned that <laughs> yet, right. they, they have failed their class in aviation <laughs> IQ. But for the other people who the might, other, who who might or two, not have one or two, <laughs> gone yes. to class appropriately, uh, single-engine turboprop, very large uh, airplane, six to eight seats, flat rated to 1,000 horsepower. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a category that's been around for a long time now, uh, if you think about TBMs and uh, PC-12s and Meridians and things like that. But it's a category that we think will grow in the future. It's you know decent performance in terms of speed, great performance in terms of payload, fantastic performance in terms of runway um, the runway choices, grass, short, all that kind of stuff, on less fuel than other airplanes of similar sort can mm-hmm. burn. So yeah. it's kind of the way of the future. Sure.
1: And so how's it going?
8: It's going going well. We've got about 110 people in the company working away every day on detailed design. This is the sort of thing that, that people probably don't appreciate, but having been involved in designing airplanes now for 30 well, for a long time. Yeah, You do have a track record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The the first Cirrus VK30, I did the first drawings of in 1979. And so I was, I was about to fail the test of math. So what is that? 34 years. Uh, it just keeps getting better, both in terms of, obviously, the experience that the whole team has, but even the tools, CATIA 6 and this kind of stuff. It's, it's just fantastic. I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh any announcements you made this week? or just just reporting on progress? The, the
8: only official announcement that we made, I think it was the only official announcement I remember that we made <laughs> <laughs> was that we're going to be using the Garmin 3000 as the uh, the uh, initial mm-hmm. avionics package. And so yeah. we've been working with Garmin for a long time on a lot of different things. The 3000 is wider screens. It's a touchscreen interface. So it's got a lot of advantages, a lot of really cool features. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Now,
2: does it use... A Touch screen controller or the screens themselves, it's the a, display screens a yep, good,
8: good good, question. It is just the controller that's a touch screen. And part of our philosophy of ergonomics is I want to keep the screens further away anyway. So it, it, it would be tougher to touch. You'd, you'd have your arm at full extension. and That's obviously in turbulence. That's the Lou Alcender. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dating yourself there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. He, he doesn't anyway, need did, to. Um, Kareem. What, yeah, yes. I was going to say, when you guys were interviewing the Wright brothers, did you? <laughs> Jeb and I didn't do that, but Dave's told us a
1: lot about yes. that. Dave. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'll show
2: you the signature on my yeah. pilot's yeah, license Yeah, there you go. There you
1: go.
8: Um, and, and the fact that you guys have a new facility here that I'm sure is handicapped accessible makes it great for those <laughs> of us that have been
2: around longer. Obviously it is. It's, yeah. Here I am. I want to ask you about
1: some of your views on the rest of aviation, but anything else about the Kestrel program we didn't ask you about? Or?
8: No. The, the, we're really excited about the, both the airplane and its place in the market. we just got to get yeah, it done. Yeah. You know? so,
1: um, good. You've always had very interesting and and, uh, and very uh, forward-moving ideas on, on general aviation and, and the whole community. What, what's your view of things these days? What's your take
8: on all this good and bad? So first is... It's my take, because you're right, I, it, I tend to be a little outspoken and tell mm-hmm. people exactly what I think, uh, as opposed to shy and retiring like you guys. The, so my take on aviation starts with this you know, just this really strong belief that this is an, a, an industry that ought to grow. And Aviation's fantastic, whether you're doing it for the fun of it, and I think it's a lot of fun even if you're just sitting on the grass underneath the wing of the airplane or you're using it for business or for transportation. This is an industry that adds lots and lots of value and therefore should grow. Having said that, it obviously hasn't grown in a number of years. You wouldn't get that by coming here to Oshkosh. You know, this is mm-hmm. sort of the obviously the, the center of aviation in the universe, and so you see all the good stuff. But there's a lot of other airports and airport op- operators and businesses that are more challenged. And it's really disappointing because in the end, uh, what's the old you know, phrase, you know, we, we have faced the enemy and it are us, mm-hmm. or however that's more properly uh, said. But seriously, it's our problem. We screw, we screw up all the time. And the, the basic part of that screw up is that while aviation <coughs> pro- um, provides lots of value for people, we inside the industry don't really want to share that with any of the unwashed, unclean, not already in the industry. And so we have this us-them attitude. And then we're surprised when they have a them-us attitude and they take the opposite side. Well, fine, if you aren't going to let me into your club, I'm going to tell you you guys don't belong here. So fantastic industry. We need to do a better job of growing it, yeah. which, of course, is part of what EA is about. Yeah, it's wonderful. And wonderful.
1: And can you put your finger on any particular behaviors that we can change to,
8: to, to deal with that? Uh, through the years, yeah, lo- long lists of them. But they start with, if I just kind of walk through it this way. How do you find the airport? You know, is it hidden or is it well? When you get to the airport, you know where to go into. When you go into the airport, do they say, Hi, how are you? We, you know, what can we help you with? Well, I'm interested in learning to fly. Fantastic. What can we do to help? You know, we do all of those things wrong. But the most fundamental mistake we make in the very beginning is that we don't hook people on it. We don't show people why they should learn to fly. We assume that they already know that. We have to do a much better job of demonstrating what it is about aviation that we all love so they understand why. How comes later. And and instead, we start with how. Oh, so you are interested in flying. Let me show you how. Look. Get them on the why part first.
1: Uh Yeah, yeah. we got the the Honda Aeroshell team are are stopped out in front of us here. I don't know if they're getting ready to do a run-up. If they're going to do a run-up right in front of us, it's going to get... I love the
7: smell
2: of smoke oil in the morning. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then we got this. Uh, what is? I can't quite see it. A uh, Twin Beach?
7: Yeah, Twin that, Beach. That's uh, Matt Yomkin, I believe.
1: Yeah, out at yeah. the front of the line here. It looks like they're, they're sort of at an angle on the taxiway, as if they're going to do a little run up here. Um, either that, or they're just keeping an eye on that's each the, other. That's and, the uh, Twin
2: Beach that gave the Beach guys uh, apoplexy when they first saw it perform at Sun and Fun with Bobby flying it years ago. Uh,
1: yeah. So uh, we got a couple minutes before the break, Alan. What's in the future for you, or for Kestrel, or for any project that you think is interesting?
8: Well one of the things that uh, you love about a place like this week at Oshkosh is there's so much that's interesting, you know, whether you know it's going through the innovation hangar or seeing what's the newest old airplane <laughs> um, you know antiques or warbirds or whatever. So lots of things interest to me. Almost all of them interest me. From a Kestrel point of view, obviously for us it's get the next prototype built, get through FAA certification, get it into air, get it into production, create the financial engine that allows us to do more in aviation from an industry point of view i'm if, if you graphed it you'd see kind of a up and down curve i'm more enthusiastic than i have been for a while about the lsa space i think it's starting to still work uh you know there's 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 both innovation and the opposite of innovation stability happening in the lsa world And we need that to work. We need to have products out there that are new and simple. I love old and simple. You know, I look at them and go, why wouldn't I buy an old cup? But the typical person out there that would look at our industry would say, why would anybody buy an old cup? (laughs) Which is a huge split. So, you know, the LSA stuff, I think, is, is, is promising again. And we need to, as an industry, figure out how to make that a successful entry point.
1: Is it just that L- LSA is, is maturing and is kind of reaching a tipping point, or has something
7: happened?
8: Uh, it's probably that it's maturing and reaching that tipping point, which everybody assumed would happen in the beginning. That mm-hmm. all they had to do was put the rules in place and everybody would buy them. Uh, but but, I, yeah. Who us naive? We're pilots. <laughs> yeah, that would be one of the definitions sure. of a you build pilot. It they will
2: buy.
0: We, we try yeah. to fly with air in the tank. It, exactly. You know,
8: Anybody yeah. who actually thinks you can fly, by definition, is naive in the beginning. They're a dreamer. You know, we are. We are just dreamers yeah. that believe this stuff, and then <laughs> we're fairly determined and figure out how to make it work. But yeah, so LSA is, is reaching that critical mass. There's you know a lot of improvements in details. So if you think back. And for those of us that have been around here for a long time, we've seen, whether they're home-built or ultralights or early LSAs, we'd go, eh, I'm not sure that I'd want to fly it with that bolted on that way. And, you know, there's improvements yep. that have been made. Yeah. And then, of course, the last part is, obviously, as this country tries to get through, this world gets through, the insanity of the last uh, economic downturn, downturn which, which really was insanity. Self-inflicted. Self-inflicted in every way. And some of it so deeply scarred that it will affect us yes. for a long, long time. Because we're not, we're, we're not telling the story properly of what really happened. We've got the wrong messages. But in spite of that, you know, the whole, the whole uh, place is doing better. The whole industry, whether it's you know, selling parts, building airplanes, teaching people to fly... That's yeah. good so well, that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm optimistic about slow
2: it. success despite ourselves yeah.
8: and despite ourselves is imagine imagine how good it could be but for us
1: uh, i know right if we, if we would just get out of yeah. our own way yeah. alan clapmeyer from kestrel aircraft is here with us um and uh, if you can stick around please do uh we're sure going to be joined uh, after the break by another pal of ours hal Shevers from sporty's pilot shop uh in the meantime you are listening to uncontrolled airspace on eaa radio
4: They've all got Sharpies, and they're ready to autograph your Oshkosh NOTAM. Back with more of Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio.
1: We're back here out on the flight line of AirVenture 2013. I'm really sorry you couldn't have all been with us during the break. We had just an amazing uh, uh, sequence of airplanes to take off. Um, uh, Fifi is being towed out right now uh, on the uh, Phillips uh, 66 Plaza uh, Center Taxiway, and so we may get a chance to hear that take off in a few minutes. But uh, during the break, it was really... uh, We had the the, uh, Aeroshell Honda team took off those uh, five aircraft, followed by a beautiful silver B-25. It was a joyous noise, I'll tell you. It was really, really wonderful. Uh, And that's just just kind of a typical morning here at AirVenture. We're joined now on the deck by another good friend of ours, Hal Shevers, the uh, founder and chairman of Sporty's Pilot Shop. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Hal?
3: Well, I'm doing real well. It's been a good show and uh, real happy to be here. And, yeah. I see, and I see why they call this show central. It, it's you, really, this you, is a great you,
1: spot, isn't yeah. it, huh? Fabulous. This is terrific. So how has the show been for you, both personally and professionally? How's it How's it been?
3: Well, professionally, uh, we're up here to make sales and we did as well as we've ever done. Really? That's... Maybe a little bit better. Ah, we're okay. just uh, very Happy with what happened. As for me personally, uh, they uh, give me a golf cart. Send say go out and uh, see the people, have a good time. Uh, sit here under the umbrella. Try not to tick off too many people. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> just take it easy there. Uh,
1: did you get a chance to meet up with some friends here while you were here this week?
3: Oh, geez, hundreds of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing who's here. And the other night to sit down at a table. Uh, of eight and uh, have a couple astronauts there and uh bob hoover and patty wagstaff baron hilton all at the same table uh wow it was uh it was really something unbelievable that's great and how's the SIC? yeah
1: that's what i was gonna say how's sandy doing
3: the sandy is uh she spent the whole time up here this week and uh she's had a good time and she's back at the hotel now uh packing up before they kick her out okay <laughs> <laughs> well
1: please give her our best
3: you know we got that special rate over at the Hilton that mm-hmm. they uh, give us
1: yeah how i'm, I'm not sure what that <laughs> is. They, only, they only charge you they
3: only charge you double high, sky higher. high oh <laughs> uh, well, i think it's more like triple <laughs> yeah i know
1: it's 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 pretty exciting here this week housing wise um so, how, what's your view? We were talking with Alan a few minutes ago. By the way, Alan Klapmeyer still with us here, and that's uh, that's great. We'll probably hear from him some more. Um, what's your view on the, the state of the aviation world these
3: days? Well, it's very interesting here uh, without the uh, military and not much FAA here. Uh, I think it was a better show than we have our air show. Uh, the whole thing's been good. I think the uh, gate was Thank excellent. You. Uh, Friday at uh, the air show down here I've never seen as many people up and down here watching the air show the night uh, air shows uh, the light shows were mm-hmm. spectacular Yeah, yeah
8: the, the night shows really were great and I, as a, a, a wonderful addition to the show I think what we need to do is keep more of the rest of the displays open at night I'd like to see Saturday night be everything open
0: for the That's people That's a who very are interesting observation yeah yeah, yeah. You'll,
8: you'll get ugly letters from some of the vendors but I think you're right well as one of the vendors I can say who cares what we think make us stay open anyway right yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: they did they did kind of shuffle things around in an interesting way this year for example the, the, they had two night air shows but instead of the, what might have been the obvious choice of making them Friday and Saturday they made them Wednesday and Saturday yep. and right. and they spread out the, the big um, Warbird shows a little bit more throughout the week as well that, that was kind of an interesting choice uh, do we think it made a difference? Did that even out the crowd throughout the week, do you think?
3: I think it did. I think uh, they get a little they keep tuning it up every year. It yeah. just gets better and better. And the physical plant here, there's more blacktop, uh, more uh, fences. Of course, the best thing is uh, uh, the new restrooms. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, there's more, more real bathrooms, I know. It's, uh, it's quite a
1: trend here at AirVenture They have, uh, have more and more genuine bathrooms.
3: Is there something in
2: particular that uh, the crowd seem to be uh, most interested in buying from Sporties here this
3: year? Well, of course, we have the Stratus, which is an ADSB receiver and also a GPS receiver and retransmits the information by Wi-Fi, so uh, you can have more than one receiver within the airplane, and we, th- those sold like hotcakes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very but we understand
3: that you, you learned a fly series was
2: uh, unusually popular this year at least i heard a couple of little birds say that you guys were selling those more than more than uh than you had in a couple of years
3: yeah just everything uh I, i'll tell you i think people are over the burn they realize uh you know fuel right now uh we got a new fuel price every tuesday being an fbo and avionics shop etc but the new fuel price this week uh aviation gasoline and this is what's hurting the industry more than anything else the price of aviation gasoline 100 octane is, on Tuesday, our weekly price is $2.58 more than when the president was originally inaugurated. Hmm. Gee, many Christmas. Hmm. You know, that's half the price. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting. While we're standing here...
2: It's not helping us.
1: Yeah. While we're standing here talking and, and, and listening to Hal, but watching the uh, Fifi being towed out here, it, it, it's it's a different view for me. I'm not. Maybe you guys are familiar with this. Although we're on the second level, like we've been all along, we are much closer to this central taxiway, and so facing uh, the
8: right
2: direction. This yeah, time. and yeah. the sun's in the right direction. That's yeah.
1: exactly right. And that's just a beautiful angle on on Fifi here as it's getting towed out yeah. to uh, to the runway.
2: Yeah, we can still see the staging that we used to, just a little north of us. Mm-hmm. But then we got Phillips Sixty Six Plaza, the taxiway out at yep. one eight three six right here yeah and as usual the wonderful background modulation
1: yep yeah lots of regular you know kind of everyday airplanes and and then the occasional really really cool uh, uh you know feature aircraft yeah, of some of sort. Here.
8: Uh, i guess a point i'd like to add is that you know for, for a lot of people they they come to oshkosh and they expect to say to see the same thing all the time and that can sometimes be said in a disappointment yeah i saw the same airplanes last year and I kind of feel the opposite, that every year I get to see some really cool airplanes that I've seen before and some ones I've never seen before. And so it, it's really been a good show. Well, we, Looking we, at Fifi from this angle is pretty darn cool. I've seen we, Fifi before. I've flown in it. You could never get tired yeah. of that.
0: Mm-hmm. We talked earlier in the week about some of the things that the three of us had not seen before and what we found interesting at the show so far. And I'm just still kind of blown away about the fact I can go buy an electric airplane kit here at the show right now. Yep. It, it might not be delivered until later in the year, but I can still do that, mm-hmm. and that's a first. We saw two electric-powered aircraft flying in formation during the air show. That's a first. Uh, so to say that it's the same old show and I say that, see the same old things every year is simply not right. right. You're, you're not looking very hard.
3: Well, yeah. All you had to do is look at the air show daily, which you guys are, three of you, are really heard re- of that. responsible <laughs> for. or uh, partially all... Of, uh, James, I mean, this year, uh, it was every day you picked it up, and it was really something interesting and new, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just a great week to spend. It's such a target-rich environment. If you come up here,
2: and all you do is go around to the usual spots and talk to the usual suspects, then, yeah, you may go home and go, eh, but if you exert yourself and explore just a little bit from what your regular runs there's something different to see just about any direction on the compass point that you turn yeah, yeah.
8: and i was talking to some friends this morning that i've uh, met here and and uh see it's the last day of the show and i said yeah darn i still haven't seen everything yet you know so i never get to the la- and i'm always here for the last day i never get to the last day and feel like i'm glad it's over i've seen everything i needed right. to see no, i always no. get think yeah. darn some things i haven't gotten it, to it, yet it, it's
0: <laughs> good to, it's good to get home you just but you still look at this. You know, I wish I had the chance to do this yep. or that or something yep. else. Yeah. One quick question before we take the break,
1: and I'm not sure whether this is a question to Alan or to Hal, because you guys get to travel in a little bit different circles than we do. And Hal, you mentioned Bob Hoover. Um, did you hear him talk the other night, or, or just no? Can, can I you
3: missed that, but I'll tell you at the dinner table. Uh he has not lost his sense of humor. Uh huh. Just what well, I want to be like that when I grow up.
1: He's <laughs> like what, not like 91, 92, something I like that. I think so. Yeah. Maybe uh, a little bit higher. Uh, uh, no, no,
3: that's it. Was ninetieth birthday last summer. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. okay.
1: And he's
8: only ninety one. I know. Yeah.
1: So. Someone described to me that uh, that his legs aren't working quite. He had a little bit of a hard time climbing some stairs, but that uh, his mind and his sense of humor were still totally intact. And uh,
2: as, as long as that white skimmer is intact. Yeah. As long as that white hat. I,
1: yeah, you I got confidence
2: yeah. that Bobble's yeah. head. I
1: was truly dramatic. regret that I didn't get to attend the uh, the talk that he gave here. I'm hoping that it's been recorded and I'll be able yeah, to catch and, it And I somehow. did get a
8: chance to listen to him for a bit uh, Wednesday evening. And you know, fantastic guy. Obviously, fantastic set of stories. And for all the the humor and the, the fun of being with him, it really would be important to make sure that more people know that story and know that kind of flying skill yeah. and the history there. I mean, yeah. he's, well, you should have seen, seen aviation.
3: You should have heard him giving Jim uh, James Lovell the needle.
8: Oh, I mean, it's it's something. That's uh, great. That's great. And then one of the other stories he was telling was about, you know, when he did the strike routine with the engines off it, because sometimes he would have somebody with him, he'd say, and you always wanted to make sure that they, they didn't touch the controls. And I felt like saying... Well, why, Bob? You make it look so easy. I figured anybody could do it.
1: <laughs> hey, we'll be back for one last segment here uh, at AirVenture 2013. Uh, and uh, I think the entire gang going to stick around, and we'll kind of try and wrap this thing up for the, for another year. But uh, for now, you're listening to Uncontrolled Airspace on EAA Radio.
5: I'm Jack Pelton, Chairman of the EAA Board. Welcome to AirVenture 2013.
4: And now, today's uncontrolled airspace update on weather and safety. First, weather. Man, there's some Whiskey Tangle Foxtrot weather out there. And now, safety. Try to take off with one engine on fire and you never hear the end of you it. Know? And we're back with uncontrolled airspace on EAA Radio.
1: We're back here on the flight line of AirVenture 2013, doing what so many people do at AirVenture—hanging out with our friends. Oops, and, who were those people? I know. Well, you know, but they let them come back everywhere. We're out here with a, with a handful of our very, very good friends. I'm Jack Hodgson. Hal Shevers from Sporty's here. Dave Higdon is here. Alan Klapmeyer from Kestrel. James Winbrandt. Uh, 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 Jeb Jeb Burnside. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and we're all just having a good old time watching airplanes and, and talking. This offline. this will come up with the next. I know, I know, meeting. right? You know, and I thought I could do it. I just thought I'd give it a shot. But anyways, yeah. um, a lot of great airplanes out in front of us here, and uh, and uh, kind of regretting the fact that the the year is almost over here at Air Venture, but. Uh what were we talking about? I forget. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you, Jeb, um, is uh, you wrote a story this year uh, for the newspaper uh, about the medical certification changes and how, uh, for a few yeah. conditions, they've made it a little bit easier to get your medical renewed. Can right. you
0: talk about that just for a minute? Very briefly. Um, I don't know that much about it. I'm I, uh, familiar with what was done. Basically, the FAA's uh, federal air surgeon, the head of their... Uh, uh, medical certification branch uh, has decided as a policy matter that some 11 medical conditions uh, can be approved on the spot by uh, someone's uh, medical examiner if sufficient paperwork is provided to the AME. Um, the paperwork still has to go to Oak City, but Oak City doesn't give it the kind of pass fail look see that they have before. Right. Um, In addition, some other, I want to say, 13 conditions, um, and these involve, uh, one of them was renal cancer, another one was kidney stones. Uh, Things like this that in the past have required special issuances or certainly a special review at Oak City no longer do so. The AME can do this in his office as long as adequate documentation is provided. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. Uh, In the past... Um, and, and, and let, me, let me make this clear. The AME can issue the certificate on the spot. Mm-hmm. In the past, uh, the paperwork had to go to Oak City before the certificate could be issued. Yeah. And so that's, and that's, a, that's a very big deal.
1: And, and, and I won't put you on the spot to name the conditions, but it was a short list. It was about a half a dozen or so. There, really? there are
0: 11 in this initial batch. Oh, 11. Okay. And there are 13, I believe, in the next batch. And it's just a matter of the uh, final paperwork being, being uh, signed, I believe. For the the next batch of thirteen to go into effect. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Okay. And, and it's a nice start, but we need to go a it's lot further. It's a nice further. start. Uh, we need, need know, to go a lot further. Medical fo- certifications is, is a problem. There, there is in the way. there
0: is no reason uh, someone flying his or her own airplane, uh, choosing his or her own passengers doing this for a non-commercial purpose, must have a medical certificate. We don't have to do that for automobiles. We shouldn't have to do it for private aircraft either. Right.
2: And that's one of the things that I'm disappointed we didn't hear more about here this year is the petition to uh, exempt uh, 180 horsepower, uh, four seats, but carrying two people, no more day VFR, so your driver's license is your medical, a lot of the sport pilot. Is that
1: still in the works, or is that faded?
2: Uh, the FAA has been... Uh, shall we say stunningly silent about this since they received the petition they're past a deadline to respond uh,
3: you know It's time to jump up on the bars and rattle a cage a little bit.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what we should do. I don't know.
3: Well, if we could get that through, it would be the best thing. It would do more for our type of aviation than anything. Absolutely. I mean, why shouldn't, essentially, when you're exercising recreational privileges, why shouldn't you have the same medical as the uh, glider pilot and the sport pilot, which is self-certification? Yeah, no, it makes sense to me, but... And a motor glider pilot, sailplane pilot,
2: balloon pilot, can have failed a medical and still fly. But you can't do that with a sport pilot.
3: Right. Well, Incongruous. And, yeah. and the recreational pilot, I mean, that's uh, that's a great program and goes right on. And uh, a lot of guys already have planes that qualify uh, for the sport uh, flying, for the recreational flying. I mean, it would just keep these guys going and uh i would do wonders for the demand
2: for 172s uh, 150 60 horse 80 horse uh, cherokees uh,
8: it, it would also help the faa i mean you know they spend a lot of money in the medical side of the budget for what many would argue adds no value and my definition of a bureaucrat is not somebody who works for the gumber- government because there are bureaucrats everywhere a, a bureaucrat is somebody who cares about process to the exclusion of outcome. Right. And so we need to always go back and say, why do we have this rule? What are we trying to achieve? And if the answer is, I don't know, then get rid of it.
0: Well, you know? we, we had an interesting conversation earlier in the week. Um, and I don't recall exactly who it was, so I'm not going to name them. But one of the uh, um, topics of that conversation was, was we're doing this whole flight training thing wrong. Um, the, the, all the pressure to solo. And, and get that out of the way early on in one's training, forget solo. Push, push that back. Put, don't put pressure on someone. Take them out. Fly, get some cross-countries under their belt. Show them how to use an airplane, and along the way, show them how to fly the airplane yeah yeah. and later on in their 40 50 60 hours we can solo them they can go do their maneuvers on their own they can go do their solo cross countries and then take their check ride, and they're done we're doing a lot so whenever
8: they're ready but but mostly right get them hooked show them why get them excited make sure that they understand that the important part is judgment we're we're
0: doing so many things bass backwards in this industry uh, and so many things are holdovers from literally world war ii pilot training the, the solo was used to weed out candidates. We shouldn't be weeding out right. people these days. So, you know, that's my contribution. Yeah, no, well, that's the an only, interesting concept, yeah.
2: The only thing we have to lose is the whole community because if we don't reverse the pilot population decline, there's not going to be much of a business here except for the guys coming through on the professional track. And that's going to be the death of airports and and FBOs like we couldn't believe. And you just
8: used a word that I want to clarify because as someone in the business, both Hal and I, um, we get accused of saying, well, we want to grow the industry because it's profitable when we're in the business. People shouldn't care about growing the population because of the business. People should understand that if we don't grow the population... Everything goes away, and those of us are in it will lose our ability to fly, we, and it will just yeah. be over and done.
2: Those of us in the business will be out of business. Oh, well.
8: The rest of, every, all of us won't be able to fly anyway. Yeah. It's we'll a disaster. We'll be over flying
2: a lot of places with X's on the runways yep. because there's not
3: traffic there to support them anymore. Yep. Yeah.
2: No fuel and no maintenance and, you know, yeah. the, whole, the whole list.
3: I always say if you don't have a freshman class in just three years, there will be no seniors. Right. That's yeah. a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Excellent yeah. way to That's put great.
1: it. That's great. That's great. We're beginning to reach the end of our allotted time here. One of the things I like to talk about uh, as we start to wrap this up is w- we've got one more day here. Um, it's a relatively quiet day, but it is a full blown day at Air Not Nature. quiet so far. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, what do uh, we all? What's on our list of things we want to accomplish before we're done
0: here? Um, anybody want to start? Uh, I've got a couple of hangers I still want to make a final pass through. Yep. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff that's in the back of the rental car I need to transfer to the airplane. Yep. Uh, try to figure out. Uh, where to put it? <laughs> but um, what did you buy? Did you buy anything fun this year? Um, I bought a GDL thirty nine ADSB receiver mm-hmm. uh, for my tablet. I bought some oil. Uh, <laughs> Got to yeah. buy the oil. Got to buy the oil. Bought some uh, <laughs> some lubricants and you know just you know hangar supplies, things like that. Uh, some hardware. Uh, I could go on. Yeah. Well, I bought a windsock I'm looking to put how on top come of the windsocks hangar? don't come I in need Paris. one of those.
2: That's yeah. what I should go yeah. get right. Well, yeah. well, well a go, Any other kind of sock comes and choose. How yes, I bought one windsock.
8: Yeah.
1: Uh, Alan, how about you? Uh, what's on your list of things you want to accomplish before we're
8: done here? Uh, I want to make sure that the show lasts another week so I have time to accomplish yeah, all Yeah, I know. But, huh? but actually, of course, one thing that we should all be making sure we do is go around and say thank you to all the volunteers yes. and all the staff members. Boy, isn't that the truth. People that make this show possible because it couldn't happen without them. And then I'll go back and cry a little bit that it's over and feel like I've been cheated out of not getting to spend more time yeah, at Oshkosh. Yeah. I'm only here for 8 days, right. that's not fair.
1: The uh, Aeroshell Honda team is landing out in front of us here. They uh, are coming in on uh,
2: There's some people in the back there with big smiles on their faces right yeah, the now.
1: We know this because we've all had that opportunity. Or we've a got a chance green. to ride with these guys and it is a blast and uh, so they're all rolling out here on the runway in front of us. Uh, uh, David, what's on your list of things you want to accomplish before the day is out? See everything. Yeah, I know. I know you've been you've been chained to a desk See all along. See everything. Long,
2: yeah. uh, I'm going to see if I can't set a record for getting through the, the, the exhibit buildings, shaking hands with everybody that I haven't been able to bump into. Yeah. There's a couple of new attractions on the field I want to stick my nose into uh, and then try to help make sure that our uh, uh, mobility fleet for their venture today is returned on time. And then after that, it's... Quitting time. Yeah,
1: I know. I know, Alan. I forgot to ask you. So, did you acquire anything for your, for maybe for your flight bag or for your personal airplane? Or nope,
8: nope actually, I didn't. Um, I'm leaving with the same. I, I, I normally at least get a bunch of old aviation books and everything. Uh-huh. I, have, I, have, I have bought nothing except the donuts I shared uh, or offered this morning, and they were good. I should go get a windsock. Yes, yeah. you should. Yeah, uh, windsocks are and eventually. The... I need to get the engine. Uh, My my chipmunk is here for the second year with the qualifying factor that it never left at the end of last year.
3: (laughs) So when I get the engine fixed (laughs) sometime, I'll be okay.
1: Hal, how about you? Uh, Things you uh, want to accomplish before you leave here today?
3: Well, we've got to close up our tent and get everything on truck and bus and get ready to go home. But the most important thing is uh, getting our personnel back home again, and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. my job is to not only have the plane ready, but make sure there's pizza and beer on board. Bar the free flight. <laughs> yeah, I
1: need to do the same thing for my flight. So <laughs> now,
3: now,
1: this is a little bit of an odd question to ask you, being the head guy at sporties, but did you acquire anything for your flight bag or your airplane this, this well, year? Well, you know,
3: we are the, I am a bag. <laughs> 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 you know, being uh, in the business, uh, it, it's unbelievable. Anything I want just... Yeah, really. It's like for the man
1: who has access to everything. You know, you know?
3: I, I mutter something, and the next thing you know, it's on my desk. <laughs> I it, hate it when that happens. It's yeah. just... Uh... So what's Jack want to get done today? And,
1: uh, well, I you know, I'm, there's a few more things I need to do a couple of the exhibit halls. Uh, and uh, you know where I haven't been this year, and I'm really regretting this. I have not spent any quality time at Ultralight's. And I really need to remedy that. Um, so I think yeah. probably one of the first things I'm going to do after we wrap this up is wander down to the farm. And uh, and and I don't think they're flying right now, but I can at least check out the exhibits and, and look around. Yeah.
0: Ultra Ultra is where I got my windsocks, so knock yourself out.
1: Well, there you go, Alan and I will just wander yeah, down right. there and check it out. Yeah. So uh, so it's been a great air adventure this year. We've had a lot of fun. Oh, James, I'm sorry, I completely forgot. <laughs> James isn't on microphone. We've run out of microphones here. James, where, what do you got left to do here? Well,
7: uh, uh, like uh, some of the others on the newspaper staff, I have everything to do because I really haven't hit any <laughs> of the exhibit hall. So yeah. we'll see what me and Dave are going to be racing together. Yeah. Did uh, you buy anything for your flight bag or your airplane? Not yet. Not yet. I've got to get some oil, and uh, I need uh. something to put the iPad on. Oh, uh, some sort of
1: holder yes. of some sort. Yeah, okay. Talk to talk to Jeb. He's got a couple solutions like that. Huh?
8: I heard a rumor that you guys actually run the show. I propose that you just uh, vote that it be extended for an extra day. <laughs> if you say it on the radio long enough, everybody will think they got the date wrong and uh-huh. they'll stop taking their stuff Get down.
0: On the phone, this isn't over. <laughs> we can take yeah. a
8: vote right here now. That's right. I think All in favor, one more day, so we can see the things we tested. Well, <laughs>
1: coincidentally, I am staying one more day. I usually leave on Monday, and this year I just decided I don't want to leave. I'm so I'm going to stay. So I extended the hotel reservation. I'm going to stick around Monday night not leave till Tuesday. I'm going to have a really nice day here tomorrow, kind of wandering around as the grounds get quieter and enjoying the Wisconsin weather for another day and, and uh, make one last visit to Artie and Ed's before I take it's off. It's been a
8: beautiful week. I went to college 18 miles away from here. What yep. you really need to see is Oshkosh in the middle of the winter.
1: No, 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 no! It no, looks like a different see, place. No, no, no! I long ago realized that it's always summer in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we got to wrap this thing up, uh, but a couple things we need to do before we before we let the, the airwaves go, um, and that is say thank you to some folks. Um, thank you to Alan Klapmeyer for stopping by and talking with us. Thank you to uh, Hal Shevers for stopping by and, and talking with us. James, thank you for uh, for sharing your knowledge with us, your pers- your, uh, your view of the show, and your music. Uh, I like uh, what's the name of the new one, Ann? Uh, don't, questrate. don't questrate me. I like that. that's a good one. All right. <laughs> And also thank you to Rick Reynolds for sharing his perspective and also for joining in on the band and uh, Rob Ryder, who uh, from the air show uh, announcer staff, who joined in and jammed with the band uh, today. That was great. Thank you to our pal Jeff Ward for all he does with the podcast and for sharing his uh, his uh, experience on the FIFA, on Fifi his ride on Fifi earlier. That was great. Um, big, big thanks to all of the EAA Radio staff for everything they do for us. Thank you to Tommy and Jim. Thank you to Chris who's been here on the deck with us, uh, running the board and, 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 and sticking up fingers at us to let us know what's going on. Um, thank you to all the folks at EAA Radio for making this possible. Thank you to the who showed up. Yep. Uh, thank you to the Peanut Gallery, uh, all of our uh, listeners who uh, joined us up here on the deck and uh, and uh, have uh, chimed in and pointed things out for us. Um, thanks to all the EAA staff, all of our friends on EAA staff who uh, uh, make the week very, very pleasant for us and, and kind of make the way for us allow us to do some things that we might not otherwise have an opportunity that's very very cool thank you to all of our friends and co-workers on the air venture today newspaper Um, you know i talk a lot in my columns about everybody has a neighborhood here they hang out in different neighborhoods and our neighborhood in in very big way is the air venture today newspaper and i value that a lot and so thank you to them thank you to my very very good friends jeb burnside thank you very very much Thank you, Dave Hickman. I'm Jack Hodgson. David, was there something you wanted to say?
2: Learn to fly, go fly, because as you know, time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan.
1: Hey, and that's enough talking. Let's go flying. We'll see you next year. Next year.